Hello, it's Aiden Jones, and you are listening to Sitting Under a Tree for Tuesday, the 23rd of February, 2021. I liked how I just said, it's Aiden Jones. It's Aiden Jones. <laughs> like, uh, you know, like someone was like, what's the, what's that over there? It's Aiden Jones. Or like, um, you know, like, <laughs> what's the solution to a boring podcast? It's Aiden Jones. <laughs> Yuck. Yuck. E, how are you guys? Thank you for listening to my podcast. I really appreciate it. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to listen to my podcast. <laughs> yeah, we're all right. We are, and by what I mean the royal we. That's a good joke. If you need, look, if you need a joke, um, if anyone says we... What is the royal we? I think the royal we is when, like, you know, like the queen says, we are not amused. Because she's allowed to say we because it's the queen. I don't know what that is, where that comes from. Okay, Google. What is the royal we? Here's the definition of royal we. The use of we instead of by, by a single person, as traditionally used by a sovereign. Yeah, okay. It's yeah, it's a joke. I think it's always a joke. It's always ironic. Sorry, I I shouldn't fucking play shit on my phone and then expect to, you know, to listen. I got to hold my my mic up closer. But anyway, I think I wonder why I don't have I don't reckon I've got time to look that up now, but I reckon I guess sovereigns just over traditionally used we in that cuz they're better than everyone. Is that it? Because the Queen's just better than us, so she gets to be more than one person. Maybe it's some Holy Trinity type shit. I don't know. I don't know what it is. If you do, and if you want to look it up so that I don't have to waste time looking it up on my phone while I'm doing the podcast, write in and tell me what the history of the Royal We is. And you know what? I don't reckon anyone's going to do that, because that is too obscure in a question. And if too obscure in a question, fuck. I think I'm kind of tired. Um, but, 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 but yeah, anyway, I don't know. You can use it ironically, whatever. I've been working a lot this week. Working a lot? Working. (laughs) I've been working. Um, and any work for me is a lot. Uh, got back from Sydney, Skidabidney on Friday and, uh, Worked on Saturday. Oh, made like 350 bucks. The new job pays, it pays money. It pays money. So that's what it does. Um, and then uh, had the day off on Sunday, but I had a uh, gig on Saturday night in Traralgon and my lovely girlfriend suggested, spur of the moment, I was like, I'm going to Traralgon tonight. Look up where that is. And she looked it up on the map. She was like, oh, fucking hell, bro. And she was like, why don't we go camping? And I was like, why don't we go camping? And so we we couldn't think of a good reason why why we wouldn't. And so we did. 
<laughs> we had a good think. We were like, let's try and consider all options. Why would we not go camping? Because it's outside. Because it's dirty. Because poor people do it and we're not poor. Maybe we should uh, rent, a, rent a hotel. And then we didn't do any of those things. We just went camping. Um, it was really nice, man. I did this gig. It was a charity gig um, run by Cherie Smith. Big shout outs. Friend of the show. <laughs> uh, charity gig that they run once a year for... You know what? I don't even know what charity it was that I did the gig for. Um which is pretty wild, but I hope it wasn't, I hope it wasn't some sort of right wing charity. <laughs> Maybe it was like, oh, did you guys see that fucking anti-mask, anti-vaccine? Oh God, the millions march, the one that I was yelling about last week on the podcast. It happened on Saturday. Disappointingly on the video, it looked like there were more than 10 people there. What a bummer. But just the angriest bunch of people walking past the camera's like, isn't that, that, maybe this is just my bias, but I feel like when you see marches at like, you know, for like, uh, Black Lives Matter was a bit different, but even at Black Lives Matter, people aren't walking past camera crews and going like, fuck you. <laughs> like, it's just, there's like a kind of somber mood. Um, definitely at like Australia Day marches, people are like, it's not like a, a good mood, but there's like a bit of a... No one's dicks. Everyone's kind of walking around being friendly to each other and, you know, like, glad to be there, etc. The Millions March, the people that got filmed, people were just walking past the camera crews, just, like, giving them the rude finger, like, fuck off! And it just kind of felt like, do you guys even know what you're angry about? Because I don't think you do. Just w walking around, marching, do we hate vaccines? We hate vaccines, but we also hate masks. And then probably some of us just hate immigration. I'm here because my kid couldn't get a job at Woolies and, and that's pissed me right off. I don't know. I don't like those people and I don't want them listening to the podcast. So if you know any of them, tell them about the podcast and then tell them directly they're not allowed to listen. Maybe that is the new marketing technique for the podcast. If you know any like... Anti-mask, anti-vaxxer types. Let them know that there's a podcast that they're not allowed to listen to. <laughs> That's a good marketing thing, I reckon. Rather than find the audience for the podcast, find not the audience for the podcast. I, that's what I should have done to that guy on the plane last week. I should have been like, hey man, just so you know, I'm a comedian, I have a podcast and you're not allowed to listen to it. <laughs> it's called sitting under a tree and you're not allowed to listen to it on Spotify and you're not allowed to listen to it on iTunes and you're definitely not allowed to download it as an MP3 from the dedicated server. None of those things are open to you, Mr. Scumbag. So uh, just a sec, I need a sip of tea. Oh, yumbo. So, uh, did this gig in Traralgon and it was a great gig. Such fun. Oh, such fun. We had a merry time. The royal we indulging in our pastimes. It was a pretty rough gig. 
at the start. It was in a big hall and COVID restrictions meant that, I guess, first of all, a lot of people were spooked from going. But also, secondly, everyone had to be real spread out. So, uh, and it was like a big room and people were spread out around the room. Like it was a big, you know, like one of these country uh, kind of like auditoriums or whatever with the wooden floors and the stone walls. So everything bounces around. And then when you're further away, it's just, there's a lot of lag in the sound. Um, but, uh, everyone did really well. Like, I mean, everyone was working hard to engage the audience. And, uh, I figured out after watching the first little bit, watching, uh, a couple acts do well and throw good jokes out there. But I just felt like people at the back, because there was such a long distance in between the stage and the back of the room, the people at the back of the show were finding it easy to disengage from the show because it was just like a kind of muddled sound. And the people on the stage were doing their jokes, but I guess their pacing kind of needed to be adjusted for the big room. So I kind of like, I thought it was, it would have been hard to go on first and not have that preparation or not have the experience of watching that because I was watching the room and watching the people at the back be disengaged and I was like, all right, I need to go loud. I need to really project my voice and I need to go like really slow down and not like do a punchline and leave the space there. Let it sit rather than talk again as soon as I give the punchline because the people at the back need time to hear it because of the echoey sound and they need time to hear it before they laugh. And I just need to let the sound die away so there's not other random ambient sound in the room muddling the words of my punchline. So I kind of had all that in my head, went up and uh, and had a lot of fun. I had a really good set. It was great. It felt really good. Is that okay to say I had a really good set? I don't know. I felt like I did. Um, and I mean, everyone's real lovely. There was some guy from fucking Adelaide. I mentioned my dad's from Salisbury, which is a shit suburb in Adelaide. And this guy was from Elizabeth. So obviously his dick was fucking rock hard. Um, yeah, it was a great show. And then after that, um, my girlfriend and I went camping and got the tent. She had everything set up. So I drove like from work, got picked up a car next door, drove home, picked up the girlfriend and the other thing the sundries um drove out to the gig did the gig and then drove after the gig to camping everyone at the show we told a bunch of people oh we're going camping after this and everyone was for some reason people found it very difficult to believe like are you guys really going camping really are you really going camping after this i was like what else would we be doing like sometimes in a situation like that where you know we might be telling a fib or, you know, like, are you really doing that? When people check your story like that, it's because they suspect you of doing some sort of other cheeky, nefarious thing, you know? Like, are you really going camping or are you really going to have sex somewhere? And it's like, yes, we're going camping. Also, we are going to have sex while camping. Like, what other nefarious shit could we be up to? That was very confusing to me. Everyone's like, you're really going camping. I was like, I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to drive home for two and a half hours. That's the thing, isn't it? People are like, oh, that's crazy. You're going camping at midnight. And I'm like, well, the other option is to drive like fucking two hours back to Melbourne. Or I could drive for half an hour, set up a tent in 10 minutes and go to bed. Who's the real fucking idiot? You. 
<laughs> Everyone except me. It was great, man. We went camping. We got there at night. Set the tent up. Got a few more supplies now after a few trips. We're a little bit more prepared. And woke up in the morning and there was another... It was such a cool thing. It's like someone's farm, this like lady's farm, and she just has people camp on there for dirt cheap. Better than like... Better than any fucking camping in a caravan park. 100%. Way cheaper as well. You're not around as many people and it's just it's great. Uh, it's, 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 it's great. It's great. It's, it's great. Um, maybe not as good as like camping in a state park where those campsites are free and some of those are beautiful, but you face a lot of competition to get those. You got to get there at the start of the weekend, not at midnight on a Saturday. So we set up, we go to bed, we wake up in the morning. There's uh, a South African family, uh, South African mum and dad accents, and then the bloody kids. Um, and that was really nice. And one thing actually about camping on someone's farm, and I don't know if you guys want to hear this, but I woke up in the morning and I needed to do a shit. <laughs> I don't know if I want to talk about this. I had to like drive into town. <laughs> like I woke up and the other family were there and they had, they were prepared. So they had like a little, like a port tent kind of situation where you go in and evidently that you like dig a hole in the ground and then put your little port tent over the top of it. And that's your toilet. And I went over to them and I was like, maybe that's like provided amenities at the site. So I was like, Oh, is this a toilet? And they were like, this our toilet. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, all right. I see how it is. Um, you don't want some fucking guy using a toilet. And the guy was like, you can drive into town. It's only like uh, three minutes. And driving, you drive a right and then go to the end, right and then left, and you're in the town. Um, oh no, that's right. I said, Is that your toilet? And he goes, What? I'm not gonna do the accent anymore. <laughs> he goes, <laughs> Like his wife is there, and like his kids are like looking over, you know, I'm the guy talking to him, so it's like curious. And I'm like, yo, is that the toilet? And they're like, that's our toilet. And he looks at me and he just goes, what do you need to do? <laughs> I'm like, fucking what do you think, cunt? He's like, if you need to pee, you can go behind the shed. I'm like, yeah, I've, I've had a dick for a while, man. <laughs> what do you need to do? Maybe he was taking the piss. I don't know. That was He fucking worked. He really embarrassed me. Maybe. <laughs> A shit, brother. I need to take a shit. <laughs> You're sending me into town. I get it. It's fair. It's just I was embarrassed. I don't like people knowing that I need a poo. Yeah. But I went in. Went into town. Came back. Uh, we went on a lovely hike. Had our day. And uh, yeah, it, was, it was great, man. Sunday was lovely. Oh. <sighs> Where I left you guys, actually. Oh, what do I want to do? I want to update you. Oh, actually, no. Ah, sorry, I'm all over the place. Um, I uh, I want to talk about piano because in a sec, it's Tuesday today. I've got a gig tonight at Lido, Lido Cinema in Hawthorne. And I've been meaning for ages. I had this idea. Maybe I spoke about it a month or so ago on the pod when I had the idea. I want to do a show for next year's festivals and everything where I 
do stand up and then I play piano in between the stand up, but it's not funny piano. It's just, I'm just playing piano just to see how that feels. And like, it might be a nice kind of breather, reset the energy and then do another, I'm thinking 10 to 15 minutes of jokes, play some piano, 10, 15, play some piano, 10, 15, something like that. And then maybe a bit of piano at the end. It needs to be an hour. So it might have to be pretty like short and sharp kind of music. I don't know. I haven't figured it out exactly, but tonight for the first time, because normally when I do a show, I'd run in the bits by doing the bit, like writing the bits and then taking them to shows and testing them out. And this shouldn't be any different. I, I need to familiarize myself with the dynamic of like, you know, how's it going to feel when I play piano to an audience who are there to watch comedy? Is it going to be weird or bad? Is it going to feel wrong? Like I shouldn't have done it? I don't know. Um, And I don't really see a huge difference in between trying a bit and trying to do this, but I don't want to tell anyone at the show that I'm going to do it. Maybe I'll tell the room runner like just when I get there. Um, yeah, but they've got a, a piano at Lido in the jazz room where the comedy is and it's a nice piano. So I'm, I think I'm just going to tell a couple jokes and then sit down and play it. And I'm really nervous actually, because I've never done this before in front of an audience. I've played for a few friends and stuff, but I've never actually played for a proper audience. And I'm not a hundred percent confident that I can like really, really do it and pull it off, but there's only one way to find out. So, um, yeah, I'm going to do that in a little bit. I'm feeling excited. I'm, it's exciting that I'm nervous. And I, I feel like the fact that I'm nervous means that it's the right thing to do. I'm nervous and I'm scared and I should be leaning into that to try and, you know, that something, something good's going to be there. I mean, who else is doing that? No one else is doing that. No one is. No one else, no other comedians that I know of are trying to do something that is absolutely not intended to be funny. It's a pretty new angle on comedy that I'm going for. <laughs> so that's exciting. I want to play Lieberstrom, the List one. Um, how cool is this? I ordered a biography of List online. Franz List. I think it's pronounced List, actually. Uh, List, actually. But I don't know. It's hard to say. I don't speak any Hungarian, I think he is. So I don't want to pronounce it correctly because I have no desire to pronounce it correctly because I think pronouncing things correctly is like a gateway into people going, oh, do you speak a bit of blur? And then I get to show off. Well, I don't speak any of blur, so I don't want to show off. So I'm going to pronounce it like a cunt until I pronounce a word that's French or Spanish. And then I want people to ask me, do you speak any of blur? And I'm like, oh, I've traveled. And anyway, that's a shitty thing about me. <laughs> that's not the story. Um, I got, uh, I, I ordered this book. Um, this biography of Lisht and I ordered it online. It was like 60 bucks. And then after like a month of, you know, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. They emailed me and were just like, Hey, it's not coming. Here's your money back. And I was like, the fuck man. What the fuck man? Oi, that's not cool. Huh? I thought I was going to get a book and instead I just got an apology on my money back. But I've been looking for this book. I get. I mean, I just I haven't been looking for it. It's just been on my mind. I'm learning the piece. I've heard about the guy's life. I want to know more. 
So uh, I was in Glebe, Glebe, in Sydney the other day, and there was a really nice bookstore. There's two like next to each other, and this one I just you know I love a bookstore. Impulse purchases make me feel smart, dusty, good for the lungs. Always meet some interesting people. Regularly let you use their toilets. Those are all the good things about bookshops. <laughs> Pillars of the community. Encourage literacy in children. A guy who every time he makes a point, he has to go up in pitch. He gets to the end of his argument. He's like, and that's why I think we should keep having bookstores in the community. What an annoying character. <laughs> This is why I'm leaning away from trying to be genuinely funny on stage. I'm not good at it. I am not good at being funny. I'm good at playing the piano and showing people my little skills and talents that I would like praise for. Maybe I can make a show out of that. So anyway, I go into this bookstore and upstairs there's like a music section and... uh, my girlfriend was making fun of me for this. I got so I got the book. I saw it there. I told the guy the story first. I was like, "Do you have a do you have a list 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 section?" And homeboy is like, "Yeah, we got we got you know." Uh, I I said, "Do you have musical biographies?" And he's like, "Classical there, contemporary there, classical." There's a list section. List fuck, fuck fuck fuck. And then I tell him my story about how I ordered the thing and then it wasn't didn't come. And then I'm like, oh, this is the book. And I was so stoked. And and um, then I went downstairs and bought it and told that cunt the story as well. My girlfriend was like, I bet you talked to the people. I was like, yeah, I talked to like both of them and told them the story. <laughs> Can't pass up the chance for a meaningless chat. Uh, <laughs> um. Anyway, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah, whatever. I got the book. <laughs> I like talking to people. Sydney was good. The rest of the trip. Got ice cream four times in a week. <laughs> Probably spent, didn't cook a single meal. Probably spent like fucking 500 bucks on food. So much money. Got a porto like three or four times. Heaps of flame reward points on points on my a porto card. I might get a porto again tonight as well. Near Lido Cinema in Hawthorne, next to Glen Ferry Station, there is an Aporto location. Which I have been known to frequent. Yeah, I'm almost up to like silver on my flame rewards, which is sick. You start off at bronze, but once you get to silver, you accrue more dollars per dollar spent on your flame rewards. So it's actually worth going more times because you earn more money when you go more. So you got to go more. It's like smarter. <laughs> I love Porto, man. Um, the thing that I was talking to you the, last week, right, when I was in West Head, though, this is what I was going to say before, where I left you guys was I was in the car at West Head recording the podcast and then my brother, big shout-outs to Dan, Big shout-outs to Dan the man, Danzy boy. Um, He said the podcast ended a bit abruptly last week. Well, well, well. I've got a little addendum 
which is when I got out of the car. Oh, West Head, beautiful, man. That day was just a lovely day. Despite, I mean, coming back into Sydney, my phone did die. I met, oh, I, I got a lot of things to say. Um, so I get out of the car, walk in my thongs like 40 minutes down to the beach. I saw some massive fucking lizard, dude. I don't know if those shits are dangerous. It was like, how big was it? All right. Look at your leg. <laughs> I reckon hip connector of like hip to toe. I reckon that's how big this cunt was. So if you're looking at your leg, look, do it. Look, don't be, oi, don't think like, oh, he'll move on in a second. No, stop what you're doing. Look at your leg. Straighten it out. If you're standing up or sitting down wherever you are, I don't know how you guys listen to this podcast. Straighten your leg out. Hip. To toe. <laughs> now, imagine if that was a lizard. You've still got your leg. You're not losing your leg. You just, you're, you have your leg, but the size of your, maybe you cut your leg off, throw it on the ground, you, another leg grows, same as before, doesn't hurt, you're all right, don't worry about it. And then your leg that you've just thrown on the ground turns into a lizard. <laughs> and then the lizard says, G'day, mate. I'm a lizard. <laughs> and you're like, fair fucks to you, brother. Um, well, that's what I saw happen. Obviously, none of the before things, but I just I saw, that's how big the lizard was that I saw. Uh, apparently, they've got heaps of bacteria in their mouths, and if they bite you, it's like really poisonous. I don't know. But anyway, I saw him walking, just cruising across the, the little path. I'll probably make that the picture for this week. At Sitting Under Podcast. Uh, 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 sitting, sitting on a, on a, on a podcast, podcast, podcast. Um, walked down to the beach. Oh, there was like a flowing stream and I didn't have a lot of water left in my water bottle. So I was like, you know what? I reckon like a flowing water, fresh water. That's like chill to drink. Put some in my hand and like, like licked it out of my hand. And I was like, yeah, that tastes all right. Not that <laughs> as if I would know. I'm like... <laughs> As if I would know what the dangerous thing in water is and how to taste it. Who knows? Maybe I've got some brain fungus right now from drinking water that was just running down a stream. I don't know. But I just, I was like, oh man, surely, you know, that's what people used to drink before we had taps. You just go to a stream, chuck your hand under there and be like, you know. I feel like that's safe. And I reckon anyone out there, if you don't think that's safe, I'm just sick of people being pussies about like, oh, I don't know if you're allowed to drink that. Well, I'm going to drink it, all right? Because people don't own the world. We're just living on the fucking planet. No one owns the stream. And it's just, it's a public stream. <laughs> I feel like there are people out there who wouldn't drink out of that. And I feel like those people are fucked in the head a little bit. You're that detached from nature that you, you don't trust a you don't trust rainwater you don't trust water that's just coming out of the ground where do you think our water comes from fuck face you think it just grows on trees in plastic bottles and then you you pick it off and mr mount franklin gets 200 bucks or whatever no it comes from streams all water comes from streams and if you can't handle that then grow up <laughs> that's what i wanted to say just fucking grow up all right drink water out of a stream like I did, a big strong man, Aiden Jones, sitting under a tree. 
So I walk down to the beach and uh, there's another cut. The beach is beautiful. The weather is like, mwah, like 25 or something, maybe 22, maybe 23, 23.5. And there's another couple on the beach, older. Um, I give them a little oi oi. And then I walk to the other side of the beach and I go to walk in between like the cliff. The beach is probably 20 meters long, no more. Very nice, secluded, all like lush forest around and just crystal clear waters looking out on this bay. And I go to walk between the cliff edge and like a dead tree growing out of the sand. And at the last second I see... just like a spider web right in front of my face. And I, I'm like, no, nah! like backpedal so fast. I'm terrified of spiders. My thongs go up in the air. I'm on my ass. And then I'd laugh to myself and I turn around and this older couple, they're like 15 meters away. They're looking over at me like, and I'm like, I just yell out spider web. <laughs> it was a spider web. And the guy yelled back at me. I thought you were drunk. And here's a weird thing. I said, not yet, bro. <laughs> I was like, oh, not yet. Not bloody yet. Why did I say that? I mean, I guess technically true, not yet. Probably not ever. It implies that I'm going to start drinking later that day, doesn't it? Like maybe it's fun to pretend to this guy like I'm some loutish youth on his day out from the hostel, you know, in between uh, bouts of... <laughs> going going drinking with various European women, right? Teaching some like Slavic girl how to surf. I don't know what hostel people do, but I'm not that guy. I'm just a fucking regular old boy, doesn't drink, just out at the beach by himself having a nice little swim. You know what I did that made me feel good about myself? There were two bits of rubbish that I found while I was swimming one plastic bag that used to have bait in it for fishing and another bit of like uh, like gaffer tape. They were just both things independently of each other, not connected, just floating in the water. And I picked them up and I put them in my pocket and I took them back to Sydney and I threw them in a fucking bin. And that made me feel like I'm a really good boy. So I had that encounter at the beach. I go back up, I get in the car. My phone's on like 10% battery. Um, and I'm like, all right, I got to charge my phone. I brought my charger with me. I go to this pub. I take some wrong turns. I get there at 3.01, this country pub, looking for some grub. I'm so hungry. I'm getting hangry now. I'm getting a bit upset. Phone's dying. Get to the pub. Service ended at 3. It's 3.01. I'm like, yeah. I've got like 3% left on my phone. There's a little hotel cafe down the way. I go down to the hotel cafe. The man there, just the loveliest man, the waiter. I walk in. I'm, I'm annoyed because the like road to the thing, I have to do a couple U-turns because I don't really understand how to get into their parking lot in this hotel. And the cafe is like connected to the hotel and then I'm driving and there's nowhere to park and I'm driving around and I'm like, where's this fucking car park? I'm just hungry. I need some food. I've got 2%. Fuck. And I finally find a park and then I go up and uh, all the chairs are upside down on tables. I'm like, oh God, this is going to be a bust. The guy's like, what are you after, man? I'm like, just a bit of food. Burger? Burger all right? I'm like, yeah, burger's good. He's like, yeah, sit down, mate. 
I'm like, do you mind if I can charge my phone? Can I use your bathroom? He's like, don't worry, mate. There's still a few good people in the world, huh? It was incredible. That made me really smile. He was so kind. I went back to the car and I couldn't find my charger. I couldn't find the wall bit. I, just, you know, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. I didn't bring the wall bit of the charger. So I just let my phone die there. Had a lovely chicken burger. That was great. <laughs> and afterwards when he came up to me, he was like, uh, they were playing sick tunes. They were playing like kind of housey stuff from like 10 years ago. I don't know what, I can't remember now, but maybe even more recent stuff. No, they played, that's what they played. They played Muramasa, that song, uh, Firefly. Firefly? Yeah. Whatever the, the I think, yeah, Firefly or, or something. But that song by Muramasa and the guy who must have been like, you know, in his 40s, maybe 50, big dude, big, big bloody belly on him, this fella. Just a jolly old man, old man, middle man, I don't know, a jolly man. He worked so hard to try and get my phone charged. He looked for another charger and he couldn't, couldn't make it happen. The chick at the reception desk wasn't having a bar of it. <laughs> and, um, and he came over after I finished my meal and he was like, how was that, mate? Hit the spot. I was like, hallelujah, brother. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, hallelujah, I like that, I like that, I'll use that. <laughs> he liked that I said hallelujah. <laughs> anyway, I was driving back to Sydney, no phone, losing my fucking shit. I was like, I'm going to drive over the Harbour Bridge, that'll be nice. Didn't realise that to get back to Bondi, you don't drive over the Harbour Bridge, you drive through the Harbour Tunnel to take you to the eastern suburbs. Harbour Bridge, what direction does that go? West. West. It goes west. So I'm just like in, I've got, I've had, I was like following the street signs from the outskirts of Sydney and then my phone completely died. I had nothing. Still following the street signs. I get on the bridge and it's just like, it's mayhem, man. <sighs> I get out to Glebe. I plug my phone into my laptop get it to turn back on for a second so I can look at the map and just understand where Glebe is in relation to Sydney and Bondi, drive back into the city and finally get to follow them. I just, it was, fuck, it was a nightmare, man. And I had two gigs that night and two, three, three, whatever, however many, anyway. I think that's the podcast. I reckon I've run out of steam. It was a fun week though. It was a great trip in Sydney. Thank you to everyone who uh, booked me at their shows and all the friends that I saw and all of the people that I met and all the lives that we've changed. <laughs> That's it, man. Thank you guys for listening to the podcast this week. Um, this has been Aiden Jones sitting under... A tree. Peace.